0: Doesn't matter if you've no idea what anybody's talking about. When they look at you and they're like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. we'll figure it out. <laughs> Alright, Rich. Mm-hmm. Like a business idea, like a thing I want to run by you. Oh, I love business ideas. I love business. Well, no, like, like a concept, not a new business, but like a concept I'm trying to flesh out. Okay. So here's the thing. I think that when we go and talk to people at big organizations who are thinking about digital transformation and so on, they often get two things mixed up. They get rules mixed up with risks and risks mixed up with rules. Let me give you some examples and then you can tell me. You mm-hmm. can tell me here on this podcast if I'm full of nonsense or not. Okay. Let me give you. A, let me give you an example of. Hey, Postlight, you guys seem great, and I really like your design work, and your team is good. But I, we're building a a medical product, and we're worried that you don't have enough direct experience with HIPAA compliance to build something. Sure. HIPAA compliance is a set of rules, and we're very good at following rules, and, and not just us. Basically, anyone who can build software, which is also a lot of rules, mm-hmm. can figure out HIPAA compliance. It's boring. It's going to be weeks. It's the same with like Sarbanes-Oxley accounting rules. Like it sucks. Mm-hmm. It takes a minute. It is easier if somebody walks in the door and says, I'm a Sarbanes-Oxley world expert. But it's not the risk they think it is. It's just a set of rules that you need to learn. It is a set of rules you,
1: you need to learn. The rules are there because to mitigate risk. The rules are essentially guidelines so that you avoid certain outcomes that you don't even have to think about. Just meet these guidelines. Don't worry about the possible outcomes. Essentially, you're sidestepping risk analysis by
0: having rules. That's right. You're going to follow this and then you are compliant we see it with our finance clients. I think you have a different perspective on this because lawyers have a very particular attitude towards risk that's different than any other industry and any other way of seeing it, which is you truly do see it as a dynamic system. It's like, oh, well, I see why you made that choice. You played around on the edges with the rules and took some risks around the rules in order to get a different outcome. And now you've been arrested. Well, I'm glad you came to talk to me, a lawyer, because we can, we can now start to negotiate in this world, right? But in general, if you're in an environment in which there are government regulations and rules, it's always in your best interest to just lock them down, follow them, hire a fixer expediter if you don't know. Construction is another great example. Mm-hmm. So we walk into these environments all the time and people really don't know what to make of us because we're like, we'll figure it out. Just, you know, let us talk to your guy and we'll know how to build the software so it's compliant. They think... the rules are going to be impossible and it's this huge risk. And then on the flip side, you end up in this situation where they want to put rules around risks, meaning that they're like, okay, I, I need a guarantee that the software will meet this exact set of requirements within 16 months and it will look like this, act like this and do these things. And we look them in the eye and we're like, yeah, that's not, you're not actually managing risk. You're trying to apply rules so that you can get a certain outcome in the same way that like HIPAA does, and it will never work with software. We can't give you those guarantees, or if you really, really want those guarantees, you're going to get exactly that delivered and it won't work. Like over and over, you see that pattern.
1: I think that's true. I do think that you can validate some things when you're building software. We happen to have a culture where the engineers write code to test code, which is very meaningful. If someone said to me, look, I have a requirement. This has to scale to 5 million concurrent users then we want to validate that right and so what we'll do is we'll simulate that environment right and and that does that lead to a certification of some kind no it doesn't levels of
0: confidence
1: i mean there are certifications There are like yes we've gotten ice like I, do you know what iso compliance is and all that shit oh, like
0: hell yeah do i that used to be such that
1: yeah, yeah i mean factories have to do that stuff like if you're gonna bottle water you have to meet certain agreed upon requirements so people don't get sick, for example, and you don't, you fall within environmental guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. And you're not gonna go out and say, okay, you know what, I'm gonna eyeball this and make sure people don't get
0: sick. You have to meet those requirements. So the requirements are th- – We really – I mean people get upset about those requirements, especially on the sort of like more libertarian side of the tech industry. Yeah. But I like that my meat doesn't kill me at random. Like I'm a big fan of that part of it.
1: Yeah. That's right. That's like right. We,
0: we actually, we accept those trade-offs. Like your car doesn't explode. If it explodes, someone gets in trouble. There's a huge incentive system. That's right. That allowing a car to just explode at any time is really bad. It's a bad thing and you can go to jail. True. And, you know, this is a debate that the American Bar Association often finds
1: itself in because we are one of the most, if not the most litigious society
0: Societies in the world. It's hard to imagine. I mean, there could be. It could be like you know, Liechtenstein has too many, has like five lawyers for every fifty people. But it's hard to beat America.
1: And the truth is, there are you know, greaseball lawyers that do personal injury that, frankly, game the system. You know, negotiate checks out of insurance companies. Very common thing. But at the same time. Well, or like patent trolling is another good example of just like playing the system. Yeah, yeah. That's shitty, right? But at the same time, you know, there is the case that the American Bar Association makes is that, guess what? You can open a can of anything and drink it and you're going to be fine because products liability can ruin a company and people should be careful and uh, bus drivers should be careful and truck drivers should be careful because we will... We will expose them and their companies with a lot of money. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get money out of them. And therefore, it creates a deterrent, right? So deterrence is an incredibly powerful, that's, I mean, that is your risk management, right? I could blow through red lights, but I have a deterrent in place. A, I don't want to die. And B, I'd rather not get sued and lose my house, right? So those are powerful things.
0: I've trotted this out a couple of times, but like, you know, I used to be an editor at a magazine. Um, You know, magazine been around for a while, had fact checking and all sorts of stuff. And it was a little bit glamorous. Like people were like, oh, hey, what's it like? Oh, you work with famous writers, blah, blah, blah. And I got to the point where I would say, you got to understand the number one job of a mid-level editor like me is to manage litigation risk. Mm-hmm. Like my number one responsibility, and especially because I was in front of the website, which was a very large surface for inbound threats. Somebody would be like, "I found something you published ten years ago; it wasn't true." I'm gonna, or I want you to remove this piece. Scary and stuff. Usually, we were, well, and we were always. I was always happy to talk to people. There was always a situation too. There'd be like when the ar- web archive goes up, all of a sudden people had written things or done things in their past that they no longer wanted surfaced, and then now they started showing up on Google.
1: Yeah, sure, sure.
0: And I was actually not, if it was a reasonable request, you could block that at robots.txt. Like you could say, Google, don't index this, but like your internal search was still fine. Yeah. And I felt that was a pretty good compromise. We're not going to alter the record, but yeah, I don't need your entire life to be wrecked for some piece from 1998 popping up in search records. And, And I would always be willing to have that conversation and it happened like twice and it was very ad hoc and you just try to do the right thing. But then- most of the time, people want to say, I'm going to get a lawyer. They just want to say lawyer because they think that'll get action. And the action that it gets, it's very dangerous. People should always know this. Don't ever say lawyer unless you really mean lawyer. It's like pulling a gun. It because is. Because the it's minute you, it was a formal protocol. And the minute that happened, I would print out the email chain, walk it down to the general manager's office. They would call the uh, litigation insurance provider, mm-hmm. and we would have a half hour conference call. I'd run, you know, I'd run it down, and and that was, and then it was out of my hands. I could do nothing. I could act in no way, and I could no longer acknowledge the challenge. And the person would like continue to write me, and I'd be like, "I'm sorry, I've forwarded this to the general manager, and you will now need to follow." You know, all all conversation used up with them. So this is my job as an editor, right? Like that's a certain part of it, especially in being in front of the platform, is that you are. You're managing that risk. And then you go in and you tune the paragraphs up and you write little things and come up with funny headlines. But the it, it's hard to imagine, I think, like when you're thinking about these roles, how much this plays into it. One of the tremendous benefits of starting light with you, you're a good product thinker and you're a good leader. So that that's nice. Thanks. But starting a company with a lawyer is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Because you don't worry about getting sued because you just took me aside and were like, don't worry about getting sued. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was it. Yeah, yeah you, you don't have any control. Just let it go.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, part of part of the legal system, the legal profession, is intimidation. I mean, it's part of it. right? A lot of times, lawyers hope that the letter will get it sorted. Right, a
0: strongly uh, there's worded nothing letter, like that letter
1: on that thick paper stock is often a way to get things lined up, right, or at least have a phone call.
0: If you're an amateur and you get that letter, That's that your good. house is gone. Yeah. Your children aren't going to college anymore. Like everything yeah. just slides out of your fingers. If you've received that letter a couple times, you go, Oh, I got a letter.
1: You're touching on something
0: very, very nuanced here,
1: which is people would love that kind of security and certainty in software. And the truth is, yeah, you can validate some things, but in the end, it's such an incredibly fluid process. You know, I was flying in to I think it was Fort Lauderdale. I was doing work down in Florida and perfectly clear skies. You could see about as far as you can, and it's flat. Like the, the 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 Florida's pretty. The approach to Fort Lauderdale was just flat on, you know, I'm looking. To my left was the ocean, and to the right was Florida, right? And Imagine Florida without the people. It would be a paradise. I can't imagine Florida without the people. But that's the problem with Florida. Yeah. Well, no, I like, I well, you're yeah,
0: fine. All right, all right, fine. all right. Okay. So anyway. Yeah, I'm sure, someone uh, for Florida is about to sending an email right now. And, you know, we hit a bunch of headwinds. And mm-hmm.
1: the interesting thing about it is you could kind of tell that the pilot was doing very little to make sure the plane stayed on the right approach to land. He was just sort of letting the headwinds do their thing and every so often he would ride it. You could feel it yep. actually. The plane would kind of drift off and you felt like, "Oh my god, he's just he's not doing anything." And then he would just sort of correct it every so often. Yeah. And the pro and as he's descending in altitude and you know, I think if that pilot was had his hands tight on the what is it called, the yoke, yeah and he's just yoke, trying yoke is to, fine. and he's trying to control everything about that descent and that landing it would not mm-hmm. go well and what he's realizing and he's accepting is that look i'm going to get yanked a bit here and there but i'm going to mostly keep this on on track
0: well it's also you're you're going to give up that control in order to exercise a larger form of control and not get into a situation in which a sudden threshold gets crossed and you're in real trouble. Exactly, exactly. And like a
1: lot of good things, good software development really has that kind of light touch. If you think you're going to f- chase down every single modification and change and bring the whole thing to a screeching halt every time some, like, you get blindsided, you're going to have a bad time, right? But the, the people that know when to push to exert that control and when to let the winds do their thing Very often, you just don't know where it's going to come from. It could be a stakeholder. It could be user research. It could be a weird dependency to some component that's out in the world that all of a sudden changed. It
0: could be a million different things. CEO's daughter uses the app has mixed feelings? The email. You'll get that email. It's like, what is this? This
1: doesn't feel right. I'm not feeling this. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, how are you going to handle that? Are you going to stop everything?
0: The brand changes. That's another one.
1: The brand changes. New hire shows up. Oh yeah. New product manager. New product product manager. And they really want you to get to
0: know them really, really, really badly. I mean, all of those things. Great one for an agency is they bring you in as like the bootstrap team and they you then help them hire the product manager who mm-hmm. then changes their mind about everything you've done. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> and here's the thing. <laughs> Those are classics. Here's the number one thing I think you have to
1: take, take with you here is that you're going to hear all of it. The winds are going to hit bad against that plane. But guess what? In the end, it's going to land. That plane gravity is gonna win and it's going to land and that pilot he maybe he wants to get into a fist fight with the crosswinds but it's gonna land and if you're if you're a good product leader a good product thinker a good business leader you just say you know what I'm hearing everything you're saying and God you are wise and true about everything you're saying
0: anybody out there you want to get a promotion I'll give it to you in four words you ready for the four words go we'll figure it out. <laughs> That's three words. Well, I know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's four words. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you got- you'll you get that promotion if you just simply say those words mm-hmm. every single time the wind changes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. And it then can- you go back and you do every, also memories in times of panic are about four to five seconds long. So <laughs> you can just go like, oh yeah, absolutely. We're going to figure that out. And then you send like two emails and you're like, yeah, look, check it out. We, we changed the color to blue. And they're like, Whew. Thank God. That's really funny. Oh, they did it. You know what I think this comes down to? I've been thinking a lot about this because this is this is very pandemic thinking. This whole thing we're talking about is very, very much like we are currently, as a firm, we were set up to do this because we're a small agency and we're reactive to the market. We are flying into Fort Lauderdale every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's changing. Things are changing. There's different approaches and different ways we can take and we just you want to just avoid that moment where the plane just, you know, stalls. Mm-hmm. And see so just look a little, little to the left, a little to the right. Mm-hmm. But here we go. We're going on the runway. What is different about our business from many, many businesses out there? And this this has taken me this took me years to learn. There are growth businesses and then there's what I'm going to call optimization businesses. And the larger a firm is, the less likely it's growth and the more it is focused on optimizing its current place in the larger business ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So a growth business comes in and says, I need to, I, I see 100,000 new customers. If I could just get an app that isn't garbage, could you help me? Mm-hmm. And the person is often a product manager who came in from either some other part of industry or whatever, but it's like people have something to prove. They wanna get new money in the door, new lines of business, new ways of doing things. Optimization is we have a certain part of the market that we own. And if we just had a little better insight into marketing, and we had a little better insight into what people were doing and what they were buying or what they were reading, we could adjust just a little bit and we could see five, 10% growth in that part of the business over there. And, it's actually not radically different, depending on different kinds of people do it different ways. So the two can actually end up looking a lot alike. But what happens is like that growth oriented ends up being way, usually way more flexible because they know it's going to blow up. You know, if you're looking for growth that, that really the world doesn't want you to have it and you got to figure it out. The optimization tends to come from this place of why, you know, and, and really what optimization people love to do is buy services that let them turn knobs, right? Because that's the control they want. They want, they're like, I know the rules of my business. You're never going to change those. It's never going to happen. This
1: is back to your point. And I think this is how we bring this all full circle because this is a lot of different ideas. Rules, you can follow them. Risks require real-time thinking. And rules don't because you just have to know them. And there are experts who spend their lives and become certified X and certified Y because all they do is navigate the rules, right?
0: That's all they do. Well, and if you're in a big firm, what you do is you hire consultants to help you with the risk. You operate along the rules. Yes. And consultants tell you how to deal with, like you hire one of those big firms mm-hmm. to help you deal with and yep. plan around the risk. That's right. They spend
1: time absorbing information, doing research, doing surveys, doing whatever, and then they digest that and they come back to you and say, here are your
0: risks, right? Well, I think that's, people often wonder, you hey, look, there's a lot of easy and not untrue things to say about big consulting showing up in, in big firms. Mm-hmm and why it's there and what it does for executives. And and it's really easy to roll your eyes at it. But if you think about it in this framework, right? I have a company where people know what they're supposed to do, it's relatively well organized, and I have a structure where people come in, do their jobs, and the company makes money for its shareholders. And this is the way the world works, and I like it. And we make billions of dollars over the courses of many years, and people feel good about themselves and get to buy cars and houses. And then change starts coming. And the fantasy is, well, we'll create a little startup or we're going to be innovators here. And it's like, no, why, how, why? You just created a whole system around rules Mm -hmm. that might be 20, 30 years old. How are you going to suddenly in like a year become a risk organized organization? How the hell? You
1: know, you're touching upon now is the innovation group. That's how. Oh yeah. That's right? how the That's innovation right. group was like. Oh no, this is this is the place where we'll get the neon paint. We're gonna paint like really interesting murals on the walls, and this is where we innovate because here
0: uh, no you know, rules. You know the danger move. The danger move is we're gonna hire that person from Airbnb. We're gonna bring in Groupon the, or Uber. Groupon, right? And we're going to bring them in because they understand how to do this. And they land, and they're just immediately hit with a regulatory framework that's 700 (laughs) feet high. And they're like, like, how do I get... They're
1: trying to get 150 grand cleared. And they're like, well, you got to go through procurement.
0: No, that's right, and also they can't, and they can't get on GitHub. They're like, I, "What do you mean I can't get on GitHub?" And they're, "Well, it's not approved, right?" Like we use we use Subversion hosted by Microsoft, and you're like,
1: "What?" This is a clap, man. We've seen this movie so many times, so many times, and some groups do a better job at truly giving freedom to that innovation group versus others. But this is the the rules once they are in place are very hard to dislodge and very hard to ignore.
0: Everybody has a fantasy that somehow the rules-driven organization will be flexible and fluid given reality. But there is no reality aside from the rules. The rules are all that matters to the people who follow and work against the rules. And so I think, like, why do you bring in a big consulting firm? It's so that they can wander around and think about risks to the business from the larger world that have nothing to do with the rule systems and processes that you have set up. And in doing so, they can actually tell you what needs to come next. And I make fun of big consulting as much as literally any human alive. However, that is a function in a big org. You can't, you can't be without.
1: Yeah, and to add to that, they are, they're an external force that's, that's much more immune. They are already vaccinated against the political system that's in place, right? I don't care. Like, we've gone into organizations where we were spectators of the politics because we are there to do a thing. They could send us home at any time, so we're constantly paranoid about it. And we're going to do it. And if things start blocking us, we just say, like, hey, you know, I don't really know who this person is that just showed up, but they're slowing us down.
0: Well, also, we're in a posi- you're in a funny position, right? Because people will try to kind of bring you over and seduce you to their way of thinking. But if their way of thinking and their strategy slows down our ability to deliver deliver our product, our business is at risk. So it doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, that's those are great rules. Oh my God. Your system really makes sense to you. Please get me out of this room because you're costing my company a that's lot right. of money. That's right. And that's we're right. hired, we're hired with that in mind. Like smart execs, no, you 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 actually use an organization like ours as a forcing function. That's right. What are the things that you could extract from this? I mean, I'll throw one out, which is know if somebody is like a rules driven person or a risk driven person. Very helpful. Absolutely. Make that and don't roll your eyes at the rules driven person. That's their job. And it doesn't mean that the risk-driven person is like some sort of absolute goofball either. Like, no, 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 no. A dynamic organization has to have a lot of both. Yes.
1: And and I think, you know, this is a more subtle piece of advice, but Keep a light touch on the wheel. There is no exact rule book, especially, I mean, we're talking software. This applies kind of universally, but in software, if you think there is an exact rule book as to how this is gonna go down, um, you're gonna have a hard time. It's just really hard to do because it's just such a, it's headwinds, right? You will face those headwinds and and some are human and some are not, but think on your feet. Stay, you know, Think through what is in front of you at any given point in time? You think maybe you can get the answer in a Google search. You're just not going to. This the, That this is the part where you're not. You know, yeah, you can debug a component in it with a Google search, but you're not going to solve the higher level stuff.
0: No, and, and that's why the four most important words are we can figure it out. We'll figure it out. Everybody's panicking, yes. running around. You're not promising that you have a solution right there. You're not yep. saying that you're going to get it exactly the way that we can figure it out. Yeah. You're gonna go back and put a good faith effort into figuring it out. <laughs> that's all anybody needs. That's yeah. all that's all if you say that to me, you I'm I'm like, great, let's do that. Let's replace my liver. Go for it. I, I just like whatever it takes, <laughs> we can figure it out. All right. So, look, a little abstract, but this has been on my mind because we're, you know, we're thinking about how we communicate and talk and the the kind of companies we deal with, mm-hmm. and it's important to draw these lines, right? Because, like, I think what happens is everybody thinks everyone else is an idiot. They're either goofballs from the future or hidebound, old, unbudging factotums, and so it's never that simple, ever, ever ever. Like you gotta, if somebody follows the rules, it's because it's in their best interest to follow the rules. If somebody's really excited and motivated by taking lots of chances, it's because they they think they can get a lot more reward for more risk and more risk taken. And so we deal with that a lot and we think about it a lot, which is sort of funny for a company that identifies itself or has identified itself as a build focused firm but that's frankly not what we are as much anymore we tend to be more on the strategy side up front and then we we see it through the build
1: i mean this is we're going to be talking more about this in future podcasts but you know postlight has matured into really a strategic partner a company you want nearby to help you with with sort of the bigger conversations about what you're doing, why you're even doing it, what it's gonna take, where the risks are, and then we execute. Um, so that was maybe the smoothest transition into a an advertorial- uh, Well,
0: let me tell you, that's how a strategic partner does it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you don't stumble out. Yes. You know how this happened though? It's worth noting. This happened because after seeing the same, pa- you and I don't have MBAs, we saw the same patterns. Four trillion times. Yeah. You see suffering. You see people making decisions that hurt their business. And you start going in a little bit earlier before the meeting and going, yeah, that's interesting. But what if the, what if the slide said this? And before you know it, you're a strategic consultant.
1: Yeah. And, and I, think that's, I think that's been a big part. We've got some exciting announcements that are coming very soon about some of the bigger case studies, the bigger projects we've done that we're really proud of. Uh, so you'll be hearing more about us. But reach out to us. We love to talk. We love giving that strategic guidance, even if nothing else materializes. We're a great team of designers, engineers, and product leaders. But we love to talk. Hello at postlight.com. Email us. This was great, Paul. That's
0: all you got to do. Hey, no, I mean, thank you for taking a very abstract concept and helping me figure it out, turn it into a podcast. I, I This is what we do. This is how we work. Everyone be safe. Have a great week. Hang in there, everybody. Hello at Anything you need. Bye.